Hey, Married with Channels podcast. A husband and a wife talking about TV shows. Oh, my God. And sometimes movies. And sometimes movies. Yeah, no movies this week. Nope. Just one show and one what the kids are watching. Right, Jody? Yep. Wife? Yeah, it feels like we haven't had a lot of TV time lately. It's been a little busyness going on here. Well, we've been watching the Good uh, Good Girls. Yep. Enjoying Some that. of those ongoing things. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. In-Between. Yep. Um, this week we're talking about a show that we started a few years ago. This is before the podcast. Yeah. And I think we got through episode two, three. Yeah. Maybe four, which is where we're at now. And it's called The Nick which was originally on Cinemax. It's now on HBO Max. Way back in 2014. Yeah. So. Seven years ago. Whoa. I know, right? They probably filmed it eight years ago. Oh, my. For the most part. Stop it. Uh, yeah, and it ran for two seasons. And basically, if you are a turn-of-the-century medical freak, you will love this show. <laughs> because it's set in the Knickerbocker Hospital in New York in the year 1900, right? Uh, I think that's what we found yeah. out. Yeah. And uh, Clive Owen plays the uh, flawed but brilliant, which is like every other main lead protagonist description anymore. Flawed yeah. but brilliant, fill in the blank. Sure. Doctor. Like you need him, but you can't stand him. Yeah, he's a prick and or drug addict or both. <laughs> but God damn, he's a brilliant surgeon or a brake repairman or sure. ombudsman. Or city comptroller. He's very good in this role, Clive Owen is. Yeah, and it wasn't yeah. until like episode two I realized, oh, he's doing an American accent. Oh, yeah. I kind of forget about that sometimes. Yeah. That means they, they do it very well, in yeah. my opinion. If I forget that you are British, <laughs> then you're doing something right. You are doing something right. Yeah. Yeah, so The Nick, HBO Max. We're about four episodes into it, and it's a it's a Steven Soderbergh joint. I know he's huh. directed the first three or four episodes, um, and I it's just a I like the show. I just I'm fascinated by the old. I love seeing like how the world is changing, and like the industrial revolution is not quite up to speed, but yeah, along parallel running concurrently to that is not only the steel industry, shipping, whatever, but science. Yes. And medicine. It definitely medicine, yeah. These these guys are pioneering surgery, and it doesn't always work out, and they are taking risks by trying things and, you know, trying to uh, get those answers, but kind of on real-life patients. Yeah. And you see some of the struggles that they go through with, uh, you, know, uh, you know, funding. And, Christ, this show, like, the first... Well, the second episode, yeah. they just get, like, electricity wired into the place. Yeah, into the hospital. Can you imagine doing anything, let alone delicate surgery? By lamplight? By lamplight. Yeah. Crazy. No way. That is crazy. Impossible. I mean, that that's a I mean, testament it's possible, to how... possible, but... I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. It's a testament to how good a surgeon he and uh, Dr. Edwards are. Yeah. That they are able to do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's fun. You mentioned this science, like, um, you know, they have like a dinner party, a fancy dinner party, and Thomas Edison is there yeah. and brings a recording device to record someone's voice and then play it back, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, the old wax cylinder. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, uh, there's a scene in, I think, the late, the last episode that we watched where uh, the vacuum is just being invented, like suction in the vacuum. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Like, oh, funny. Yeah. And Edwards is... Uh, he sees potential in that as being like suction for blood and, and surgery. I found it so hilarious that it was typical vacuum salesperson demonstration. Like he like put some dust on the desk and then vacuumed yeah. it up like a live vacuuming demonstration. I thought that was great. Well, they still do that. <laughs> I like, know. They put the wood, du- wood chips or the wood sawdust down. and Yeah. Well, I mean, you see it on carpet cleaner commercials on TV and All the stuff. time. Yeah. And so, it has that perfect line. Yeah. They're like, wow, that thing is brilliant. Yes. So you got Clive Owen in here. Uh, you got, I think his name is Andre Holland, who we watched in that god-awful Hulu uh, Stephen King Castle Rock show. Oh, yeah. Wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. And you got uh, Eve Hewson, who's Bono's daughter. Yes, that Bono from U2. She's actually okay. I like her in this. She's not bad. She's pulling yeah. off that Kentucky accent pretty well for an Irish gal. Yeah. So, uh, the Nick. Um, do you also recognize, um, Cornelia Robinson, Robertson is the character. Cornelia Robertson, played by Juliette Rylance. Do you know who she is? Yeah, from, uh, we talked about this, Perry Mason. Ah, yes. The new Perry Mason show. (laughs) Yep, she plays, um, uh, Della Street in Perry Mason, which we have watched and talked about on this podcast. It's funny, working in voiceover... I, I immediately hear somebody's voice like, oh, they have a good voice. Like, yeah. she has a good voice. Yes. I, I notice it more in the uh, Perry Mason show yeah. than I do uh, in this one. But yeah. uh, also, Andre Holland, he's got a great voice, too. Yes. Yeah. I love um, that this is historical in set in New York as well. Mm-hmm. And you have kind of some other themes going on, too. There's We talked to, and I'll maybe expand upon it after we play our audio clip, but it it talks it kind of addresses some racism in this show um it it addresses the differences in social classes for people as right. well like yeah. social economical classes yeah so, and how like uh the rich look down on the poor for the most part and how yeah. if you have syphilis well you must be a poor vagrant or yeah. immigrant who just came off the boat typhoid and it's typhoid yeah, yeah and it's it's interesting cuz have we progressed that much since then? I know, right? Well, yeah, and we can circle back to some of those themes, but yeah, yeah it's it's interesting. Like, yeah, um, it, it's frustrating too because you wonder how much of this actually went on. Here's a clip from uh, this is when Andre Holland's uh, character, who's black, is a brilliant surgeon. He co-authored this, the paper in France that they are doing this operation by, but he's still told to just not participate, but just to coach them through, walk the main guy th- or one of the guys through it. Yes, they are holding him back from any opportunity. And and he 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 is very smart and very, very well respected by the family that is funding the hospital. Yeah. So, but in this clip, they're operating on a patient and they're using the procedure from the book that he co-authored. Again, they're not letting him participate. Um, and, but he turns the tables on them so that he has to get in to actually get into surgery. One of the, one of the other surgeons who hates him. That was a very suspenseful scene for me. I was like, 
No, don't let this person die on the table. I know, it turned into like a standoff. Oh my gosh, I was like, like not breathing myself. Who's going to break first? Here is, yeah. uh, this is the uh, dickhead doctor who doesn't like uh, Dr. Edwards, the black doctor. Yes. Pissed off. We don't have time for your games. God, and he just flat out says the n-word there mm. um and so here's clive owen's character the main the head surgeon he's so dr edwards finally scrubs in he's getting into the surgery and this is after a couple minutes of like you know a standoff and clive owen says uh, you screw this up if he dies because of your horse shit i am gonna stab you in the throat with my father's union army sword union would have thought confederate uh, he has at least a good sense of humor about it. Yeah. I mean, it's just so frustrating. Like, that's the head surgeon still. He knows Dr. Edwards is a brilliant surgeon, well-trained, authored papers, come up with innovative ways, and he still can't allow him to be a peer. Well, and some of that may not be because of his race, like... Dr. Thackeray just kind of thinks he's kind of God, you know, yeah, he sure. has kind of that God doctor complex. What a doctor doing that. Yeah, what? there are some, sorry, and there then are. I, and then after the surgery's a success, uh, everybody's calmed down and the dickhead doctor asks uh, Dr. Edwards. So I suppose we won't be needing your expertise any longer. I suppose not. <laughs> Gallinger. Punches him in the face. Idiot. <laughs> Surgeon needs his hands. <laughs> he says, idiot, surgeon needs his hands. Yeah. Like you expect him to say, don't punch him. That's right. not right. right. You can't do that. It's like, no, nah, I don't You're want you to hurt, hurt your, your hands. hands. Yeah. yeah. What a prick. Yep. And so I wanted to kind of circle back to, you know, there's some racism in this show. And we were kind of talking about this amongst ourselves. Like, you know, this is New York kind of the melting pot. There are people immigrating there all the time. And, Yet there's racism, and I think historically I maybe naively thought like, well, it's the North. They're the good guys. They're anti-slavery. They are. They're in the Union. Yeah, they're accepting of. They were fighting people the, uh, of color, you know, and yeah. maybe there was still racism even though they were anti-slavery. You know, and I, from what I understand, like people didn't like the Italians getting off the boats, the Jews getting off the boats. Mm -hmm. Um. The Irish. Yeah, there yeah. was no shortage of racism back then. I guess. Not just toward the uh, black folk, but uh, all folks who weren't light-skinned, I guess. Sure. And, um, but yeah, The Nick is a good show. It is. <clears throat> I'm curious to see, I, I wonder why we stopped watching it. Um, I, I think it was one of those we didn't have that channel anymore. Oh, maybe so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, you should definitely check out the Nick. It's a good show. Um, if it's if if you're into period pieces, you'll probably like this. And uh, if you're into medical dramas, yeah, you'll probably like it. Yeah. And uh, I haven't seen any real like. There's no like. It's definitely not Grey's Anatomy. There's no like no. grab assing going on or people f screwing around in the prescription closet. You know. No. But, um, you know, there, there are a few char interesting characters. I'll say that. Yeah, the Cleary dude. Yeah. The big Irish ambulance driver. Yeah, he's but, a little odd. 
I'm getting a little tired of his accent. Yeah, I, I had a hard time understanding him. I needed captions for that sometimes. <laughs> so there's that. But also with him. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but uh, so he catches one of the sisters from the hospital administration. She does like abortions on the side. Yes. And he catches her doing it one day. And then later on, a few days later, he confronts her and says, I want 60% of it. I don't agree with what you're doing. Uh, killing God's children, da 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 da. You mean after that young lady passed? Well, hold on, I'm getting there. Oh, I went sixty forty, and yeah. she has to do it because otherwise he's going to rat her out and ruin her. You know, because she's a uh, a nun. Yeah. But then later on, after the woman who you just mentioned yeah. dies, yeah, because she did a self administered back alley abortion, yeah, bled out. He says, "I don't agree with what you're doing." But I'm going to bring you, I'll, if I find women who need this, I'll bring them to you. Sure. So, so the, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't reconcile the two. Those don't reconcile for me. So he's an opportunist. You see him steal jewelry off of dead bo- bodies. He's an opportunist for himself. Well, he didn't steal it off. He took it off and then he gave it to her in the grave. But the other guy, he took his ring. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he'll, he'll do anything for some money, I think. But I think he is trying to be a good person Hmm. in this case. He doesn't want to see that happen to anybody else, so he might as well. And it kind of helps himself, too, because he's going to get 60% of the cut, you know? Yeah. But then he can feel like maybe he's helping, you know? I don't know why he would. You think there'd be a different way. I don't know. For him to be good. I think, I think he's got it. Well, I don't know. I think he's just out to make some money, too. But he's already making the money. He's already got that 60 40 split. That death of that girl touched him in a way that, you know, so, upset him. He watched, he watched from the surgery suite, remember? Yeah. And then when it didn't go right, he kind of stomped off like he was really upset by it. So. Okay. And he was obviously moved by it, and he didn't pocket the necklace. He gave it to the nun. Yeah. And he was kind enough to go to the cemetery where she was being buried to have the nun say a few words because this girl didn't have anybody. She was fresh off the boat, you know? Maybe we'll see a redemption of all Clary. Maybe. I don't know. I want to know what his shady business with dead bodies is. He and that other guy. Well, there's a, apparently dead bodies are hard to come by. So Yeah, but why do people want them? For 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 pathological reasons, pathology. Oh, that's what I got out of it. Is the hospital needs because Clive Owen's character, Doctor Thackeray, yeah, is telling these administrator or who's the guy with I the don't know. got his tooth yeah, ripped out. Yeah, he's like an account or accountant accountant or something. Like, I think he's or, like the head of the hospital. Yeah, but kind of. Robertson is like I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, you know they're trying to because Clive Owen keeps telling. Uh, you know, that head of the hospital guy, I need bodies. And he's like, you got pigs. Yeah. We got pigs for that, but I need bodies. Yeah. So I but, don't know. I mean, isn't someone going to notice if a bunch of dead bodies go missing from the hospital? And like. Well, the one woman didn't. Well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, burned up the pig bodies yeah. and gave her those ashes. Yeah, I guess. If you. Yeah. Do the old switcheroo. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy indeed. The Nick. Like breakfast. The Nick on HBO Max. Make sure you check it out. He's yeah. a good. We'll get to, uh, let's see, let's do uh, what the kids are watching. Okay. But first, you found yeah. this thing with honey. 
Oh my gosh. So it's summer. We've been wanting to try camping and our child has asked us to put the tent up in the yard and let her sleep in the backyard to try it out. And I'm like, uh-huh, okay, she won't last like five minutes out there. <laughs> like she'll hear the first cricket and be like, I heard a bug. I need to come inside. So I found on the daily deals today on the Honey app, this pop-up portable elevated camping tot. It is like a cot with its own private tent around it. That's cool. Yeah. Like I'm getting to the age where I don't want to sleep on an air mattress on the ground just so my kid can have a backyard camping fun night, you know? So this is my kind of glamping. I know you're elevated off the floor of the ground. It's probably comfortable. It looks like it has like a cute little mattress and the bugs will leave you alone because you're in your own little private tent. And it's like 20% off when you use the honey plug-in. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool. Maybe we should get that. I know. The little one might actually get out on the tent. Or is that going to be like, are we nurturing that kind of scared, pensive behavior? I don't know. I'm still scared and pensive of the outdoors. Like I... I love to be in the outdoors, but I don't love the outdoors. Okay. So you love the indoors. That's what that means. <laughs> no, I like the scenery. I just don't like bugs, critters, snakes, you name so, it. Yeah, get the honey plug in and uh, you can save 20% on that uh, elevated camper so you can glamp in style. Be like one of the uh, 17 million other glampers out there that use the honey plug-in saving two billion dollars in savings if you don't already already have honey you could be straight up missing out on free savings and it's free it stalls in a few seconds get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash married that's joinhoney.com slash married and it helps us out that's always good yeah moving on to what the kids are watching yeah evie just finished our nine-year-old yeah soon to be 10 jesus uh, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Yes. With Jim Carrey. Yes. Did you watch any of it with I, her? I saw a couple quick scenes. Yeah. And I just, I, it looks cool. Yeah. Did you watch any of it? Um, Just a few scenes here and there. I just kind of checked in a little bit. Um, I, I remember seeing the poster and the trailer for it back when this came out. Yeah. 2004. And... Jim Carrey and the makeup, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but okay. I saw a couple of the scenes while she was watching. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. There's a lot of names in it. A lot of familiar names. A lot of people in it. Wow, that set design, that art direction is something, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Did you I, watch any of it? You know, like I said, just the scene here, they're like, I saw that particular scene that you're looking at a photo of now and. Oh, Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep was in it. And yeah, Jim Carrey, of course. There's a lot of people in it. Um, Did she like it? You know, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, she said she did. So. It's got Billy Connolly. (laughs) He is Scottish as Scottish can be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thumbing through some of the pictures here, and it does look like. like a, a, a wistful, art-infused f- movie. Yeah. But that does not a movie great make. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. I mean, it didn't give her nightmares. She didn't hate it and give up on it. So, eh. Give us a, leave a comment on whether or not you, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events is any good. Maybe Mommy and Daddy will check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But uh, so she's watching that. She's actually wants to watch the series that's on Netflix with um, what's his name? Yeah, Doogie Howser. Patrick Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And I looked at him in the makeup. I'm like, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know if I really am digging on Neil Patrick Harris in this role that Jim Carrey made. Hmm. How do you go from Jim Carrey to Neil Patrick Harris? Nothing against Neil Patrick Harris. He's a fine actor. Well, maybe Jim Carrey's not available. Or he's not going to do TV because he's Jim Carrey. You know, he does that one show. All right. Anything else? Milady. I don't believe so. Okay. So go check out The Nick on HBO Max. Next week, I think we'll have a look at Loki. That looks interesting. Yeah, we need to find some other stuff. Maybe if you guys got something you want us to check out, please feel free to send us a message, tweet at us. What's our Twitter Uh, handle? At Married W. Chans. C-H-A-N-N-S. C-H-A-N-N-S. There we go. Okay. So that's the Twitter account. Yeah, let us know if there's a show you want us to check out. We'll check it out. Yeah. And get back to you on the Married with Channels podcast every week on your podcast provider. Give us a good review, a good rating. Appreciate that. Like us, comment, reach out. Tell your friends. Send us some uh, chocolate grams. Ooh, yeah. Tell your friends, yeah. Until next time, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. Later. <laughs>